Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. I'm super excited to come to you today with another fresh new guest interview for you from the LCR Summit here in Atlanta. Thanks to Naylor for putting on an awesome event. Uh, some great attendees, some great speakers, some great lineups that we just had to spend some really, really good time networking and getting to meet new people. That's what these events are all about, right? I mean, it's getting, to, getting to meet great people like yourself. So uh, we'll go ahead and bring him in. Jason with Skyfrog, uh, I'm excited to have you in, dude. Uh, it's really cool to – I want to hear more of your story. Like we were talking yesterday, you're, I was like, how many guys you got? Oh, we got about 40. Uh, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> he said, man, you got some crazy stories. We uh, do. We got as far as some crazy shop uh, mess ups and mishaps and a lot of stuff to get into there. So, Jason, uh, just walk us through, man. Take us back to the beginning. Just kind of share your story. Let everybody know who you are. And then I kind of want to dive into – uh, some real business growth tips and sure. principles. So I guess to start off, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is my first official podcast. So, really? There you go. Um, hey, we'll see how it goes. I'll try to do good for you. Um, I will fast track to kind of keep the story somewhat short. I went to study horticulture at the University of Florida okay. um, 2004. So I studied landscape nursery management there, ran a little design build company that was a uh, you know, off the books company. So, yeah. avoiding, so avoiding some taxes, that was good for profit. Um, ran that through college. And then I went to work for uh, Yellowstone Landscape over on the East Coast of Florida. So I was a project manager for them for two years. Gained some great knowledge for some great people there. Great organization. Um, you know, those guys are still in the industry. A lot of them go, uh, the leadership team that was working there is now working for Heartland. So okay. big, big level stuff in the industry. Yeah. And learned a lot. And then I decided in 2009, the economy was going a little sideways. The you know salary freezes within the more corporate company. So I seized the opportunity to move back to Gainesville and start Skyfrog Landscape. Uh, we partnered up with Skyfrog Tree Service, who I'd met going to school. And so we're two separate entities working underneath the same brand. So between the landscape company and tree service, we... You know, can generally cover most everything in the tree business. We're a full service, full service landscape company. We do design, build, maintenance, and uh, irrigation service and pest control. So you moved back and started that when? Uh, two thousand and nine. Okay. So you started in two thousand nine, and did you just start like fresh? Nobody. I started fresh, no plan. Um, you know, coming from a big corporate company. Uh, catalyst for me leaving was uh, I ended up going back and working underneath the manager that I kind of deemed that I couldn't learn. I'd learned everything I could learn from working for him. I've always, places that I've worked, I've always tried to, you know, use that as a, uh, anyway, um, yeah, you, a, a you metric, a, a yeah. metric, I guess, if you will. So, yeah. you know, if I, you try to learn from, from everybody you can. So I just hit a point where, you know, if I'm going to be here another couple of years, I'm not going to learn much more from this guy. So that's, yeah. that was a, a catalyst to jump ship. And I really jumped ship with no plan. So that's a little bit different than a lot of, you know, people starting out these days. There's a lot more information out, yeah. you know, with podcasts and um, on the Internet than there used to be. So it started with me, a truck, and a trailer, and we just hit the ground running. Were right. you single at that time? 
I had a girlfriend, okay. um, and we actually she moved out of Gainesville within about a month of me moving in. She went ended up going to college in Jacksonville. Oh wow! Uh, so now my wife. So we still oh, so y'all you know, stay together. Yep. So even though okay, we, we, wow, we, we cross paths. We're we're married, uh, happily married, five year old son. So yeah. So that's good. That's crazy. That's yeah. a, that's wild. I mean, I want to dive into that. It's, um, back so what was that thirteen year, fourteen years ago? It was um, almost fifteen years in business. That's crazy. I feel like most businesses don't even make it past that five year mark, and now you're going on three times that. And there's definitely definitely some struggles along the way, but we're we're good at grit and perseverance. So. Yeah, I mean, what are some key principles? I mean, we don't have time to go into a full like breakdown of the business, yep. but what are some key takeaways that you've said like? that you would say have really helped you scale your company because a lot of guys this year are working, uh, wanting to focus on working on versus in their company. Yep. And I feel like you have to do that to scale. And so, like, what are some key things you take away? You look back in those early days, like, that you were doing that you would say, hey, do this, um, and you're going to see some really good growth. Some of it I uh, would attribute to just hard work and hustle, yeah. kind of with growth and networking uh, and kind of with fast growth. You know, we've had some fast growth, slow growth years, but with that growth, sometimes you take your eye off the ball. Yeah. And I could tell in about 2016, 17, you know, I think we'd uh, we'd passed a million mark by then, which was kind of always my goal. So like, I got to get two million bucks, and uh, you know, I didn't really care how I got there. We're, we're just going to hustle, work hard, get two million dollars. That's going to you know be the answer. It wasn't the answer. You know, we're mm-hmm. still not at the profit that we wanted to be. So kind of after we we hit that benchmark. We tried to start working more on the business, yeah. um, and really, I would say with scalability and growth, whether whatever market you're in, uh, you know, networking with whoever you're going to do business for, uh, networking whoever you're going to do business for, other contractors, you know. Are you mainly commercial or residential? We uh, it's a it's a split throughout the business. We're about fifty fifty uh, installation to maintenance. I would say our maintenance divisions could split seventy thirty commercial to residential. So you're pretty commercial heavy. Yep, on, on maintenance, and then our design-build portion of the business is really heavily focused on residential renovations. Yeah, So okay. That's super cool. So how are you networking with um, commercial people? Like, I feel like that's a, a hot topic right now is I want to get more commercial work. I want to grow that side of the business. How do you network? What are your tips for getting in and, and selling to those companies? And that's something that our relationship with our tree service, mm-hmm. um, you know, they do – we only have so many customers that we have on contractual work. They do new, you know, they do new work every day for yeah. tons of customers. So, we've garnered garnered some of that commercial work relationships through them, and then it's circled back around vice versa. I would say in the beginning, a lot of it was that we just, you know, we focused on hustling and we did we did really good work. Yeah. So that kind of built a reputation in town of you know giving us giving us some steam in that aspect, and I feel like we've kind of gotten away from that some. And to hit our growth goals now, now I'm circling back around and and trying to do the same exact thing. So now it's you know how do we how do we build back some of these relationships, garner new relationships in town, and so we're going out and just kind of hitting the streets, boots on the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, meeting with property managers. Uh, we're we do a fair amount of HOA work. Mm-hmm. So what does your HOA look like? Is it you do all the houses in an HOA or you do the commons in an HOA? It varies. We do. Uh, a large amount of properties where it's just common areas. Yep. We have three properties where we do common areas. We have two properties we do common areas in front yards, and we have another property we do common areas fronts and backs. Okay. So it kind of gets, which 
which one adds a lot of a lot of opinions to the yep. neighborhood or, yep. or to the job from customer standpoint and then it's also a little confusing for our guys you know it's one property they mow 20 feet back from the front corner of the house the other property they have to go in the backyard yeah so it gets a little a little confusing but it's still it's good work to have with some of our boots on the ground effort now we are going back into you know a little more industrial work office complex uh, office complexes and trying to meet some of those you know commercial real estate property managers how do you get through the gatekeeper that's always the hardest part. Um, I've dived more into LinkedIn and Instagram, trying to just go out and follow and find out who that person is. Really, and then and having. I mean, this is only you know I'm probably a month into that that effort okay. on social media, uh, but making the connections there, and then just stopping in and saying hello. And we've I guess with the growth that we've had, we've never really been forced to go out and try to make the sales. Yeah. So now that in their kind of our current economic state this year. You know, it's uh, very evident that it's time to get out and uh, you know get in out get, get out in, and get, in the pavement. get out and get to work. You know, we ran our budget for this year and um, we're about three million dollars in revenue uh, for the past three years and you know hit a little bit of a plateau. But running our budget, you know, we really need to be doing another million bucks. So yeah. that's a, that's the sales goal for this year. You know, let's really? go out and let's go out and hit it. And you know, that percentage growth wise, it seems like a large number now, but percentage of growth it's not it's not unattainable so our goal is even if we don't hit that hit that mark this year in 2024 that we you know we're on budget to hit that in 2025 so i think it's attainable for us but it's going to be a little more work than it has been in the past so three million in revenue this year that's a high number for a lot of guys uh it stretches them out it scares them but it also there's a lot of people that are going to listen and say that's motivation uh, to grow to that size what how did you get past the beginning stage of like getting to that million? Like when you're doing three men a year, like you're doing like eight, ten thousand dollars a day. Like that's what your company has to do to produce um, for the for the year. Sometimes more, really more than that, probably because that's counting. I just did three million divided yeah. by three fifty. Yep. So take that's counting weekends. Like yep. you're talking working days. You're what twelve thousand, fifteen thousand. Yeah, yeah. I've done normally we break it out by month and. Uh, Yes, I'm not sure what it is by day, but well, what, what is it yeah, we're, we're doing usually? about um, we're doing two fifty two fifty on average a month. So, yep, some months you know we'll scale down, and it really fluctuates on our install schedule. So, you know, spring times we might bump up some heavy months there, and then winter yeah. time might be a little bit slower. But average is at about two fifty a month. So, if you did two fifty, and then there's four weeks in a month times five is twenty. So, two fifty divided by twenty is twenty twenty four. That almost twenty was that twenty yeah. a day? It's over twenty a day, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean. Um, you are. How did you like? How do you stomach that? How did you get through that? Uh, There's a lot of a lot of sleepless nights. Um, you know, I, I would say growth wise, the hardest part of the business was getting past. There was something that we just, you know, I can't and I can't go back and put my finger on it now. But getting past our our third crew, kind of adding that fourth crew. Every time it seems like every time we would get to that point in growth, just something would happen. Um, and so getting past that mark and being able to stabilize just that little bit of growth you know that got us to the million mark and once we once we cracked the million mark that gave us enough cash flow that we actually moved into you know and we bounced around between you know squatting in places with trucks and running mm-hmm. out of my house so we played all the games of where we operated out of but once we broke that million mark then we had the cash flow to go ahead and you know move into a facility and start to stabilize there and then that really that really gave us the platform once we once we could afford that that really gave us the platform we went from uh 
I can't remember the exact numbers, but I think when we broke a million, we landed at like 1.2 and, you know, within 24 months we were at 2 million um, and still not quite as profitable as we could have been. So I jumped in and said, all right, well, you know, the right answer is just to go do more work. So uh, we jumped into some bid build work and I think we, you know, we hit the million mark and within another 18 or 3 million mark within another uh, probably 18 months. So there's some fast growth there, growth there once we could stabilize, but with that fast growth came, you know, especially now coming to the LCR Summit, you know, meeting some people that are planning on, you know, earlier, early, planning in earlier stages of their business. Now it's to me, it's, I mean, I wish I could go back in time and, you know, would have slowed down and planned a little bit more. Um, so it's, it's been an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the lots you learn along the way. I mean, um, so much to unpack. God, there's so much to unpack, but we don't have time for it. I don't want to. I want to be respectful of your time. I can, I can always come back on and we'll, yes, right. we'll do it. We'll do a part two. Absolutely. That's right. We'll have to do a, a full yeah. uh, interview once you get home or something. But um, we're going into spring here. We're six weeks out from spring, really. Um, what part of Florida are you in? Uh, Gainesville, so north, so north central. So do y'all stay year round for the most part? We do. Most of our maintenance contracts are standard 42 visits. We've yep. uh, done away with our, our biweekly customers. So do you go biweekly during the winter? Yeah, October October through March. Yeah. Um, what are you, As we get ready for spring, what would you tell someone who wants to grow their company this year, who wants to take their company, maybe add a crew, um, try to really grow that? I think that uh, the boots-on-the-ground marketing – you know, getting out there and just meeting people is going to be key. Sell, um, sell, 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 and then also, you know, reaching out to your customers for referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've ne- we have we are this year making an effort, but you know, we've we've never done a great job of circling back around and you know actually you know garnering garnering everything that our current customers have to offer, and that's yeah. just low, low hanging fruit for us. And so we're going to put a focus on that this year, but you know, sell, 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 and then really. Uh, you know, as some of the speakers this morning, I mean, it hit home, hit home for me because a lot of their stories are things that I've already already lived through, or I'm actively recovering from and yeah, going yeah. through. So it's kind of it's it's great to hear hear them speak of some of the things I've gone through and that you know and see where they've come from it. But you know, having great employees and doing great work. Mm. If you do great work, high quality work, the work will come to you. You know, that's that's where it was in the beginning for us. You know, we've rode some roller coasters of ups and downs since then, but uh, high quality work if that is performed then more work will come to you just naturally so maintain that quality um has that did you struggle with quality control as you grew we did uh we've struggled through some quality control and it's still you know and i'm I'm pretty i'm pretty hard on myself on the quality aspect quality control so you know even some of our our bad work is better than our competition's good work yeah so you know but i still that's not an excuse to to do subpar work so you know, I think overall our quality has always been good, but it's ups and downs as we grew. You know, if we grow to five or six maintenance crews, we might have, you know, four crews that are doing great, one that's doing okay, and then one that's not doing good at all and, mm. and not, not being proactive enough to really jump on that, you know, that portion that uh, was falling behind. I think we were a little slow to react on some of that. And, you know, we've our customer retention is pretty good. We had some major pricing changes that we did last year. Lost about a half million dollars in maintenance work because of that, uh, but it righted our ship, you know, and set us in a path where now we can really focus on profitability. And we've sold that work back again this year. Um, you know, our bidding season in Florida for commercial work is really 
you know, either the work comes around in October or comes around in January for bidding season. That's the way so. it is for us too, yeah. So we were able to jump into that and um, recover everything that we lost, and we might actually be a little bit a uh, little bit ahead from where we were. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's so crazy to hear that story. I mean, I can't wait to go go a little deeper uh, in the future. But is there what what's some parting advice that you would give to to guys out there who just want to make it grow a better company? Um, the boots on the ground, I think you said, is, yep. is good advice. But um, as far as maybe hiring guys or adding team members. Growing that culture, um, just one piece of business advice you would leave with somebody. The the motto of hire slow, fire fast. I really? mean, it's it's not a it's not a new piece of information, but yeah. it's something to it's something to operate by and and die by. Especially, I mean, and and, and both of those are equally as important. I was I was going to ask you, do you which one do you think do you think it's more important to fire fast or to hire slow? Because that's they go hand <laughs> in hand. But I I've been in both of those positions and done them both wrong. They, I've, I've let guys stay on that are a cancer to the company for too long, and I've seen how it messes up. And, like, we heard a production. We heard in culture. like, And it's hard for me because I get personally – and that's it, – it might be a little easier at your size, I'm assuming. Tell me if I'm wrong. But you're not in the truck every day with these guys. like, So you don't get, grow that super personal connection. Yep. Whereas in a level like mine, we have two or three guys with us. You see those guys. You see what they're going through. You build that personal relationship. And it's hard to say, see ya. But you, at the end of the day, I've realized that I've put my family first and our business first. Um, what, what do you say to that? And it and it's still hard, even if you know. Sometimes we got to let guys go. And normally, if it's a, if it, if if they're a toxic employee, then it's pretty easy. Yeah. And to make that decision, it's when you have someone that's just either not the right fit or you don't have them on the right seat in the bus. That's when it gets into, you know, it's still a really good person, but mm-hmm. you're just not going to work out here working for us. So that's when it gets into a little bit harder, and um, we have a tendency to – anyway, I get, and that's the that's the basis for having problems with the, the firing fast, you know, letting it linger and, you know, feeling bad, and it's, you know, it, it's real. And everybody that, you know, owns a business has got to go through it at some point. But, you know, trying to have some sort of separation there where you have to realize you still have to run an organization – uh, make those decisions and and do it. And sometimes the answer is, you know, as long as it's not a high level of toxicity, and maybe there's just maybe that person's not in the right spot in the business. So mm-hmm. we've tried to, uh, and to my guys that have been loyal to me, I'll be loyal to them to a fault. You know, if and, uh, to to my fault that yeah, if, yeah. you know if you know if they've been loyal to me for ten years, and like you will always have a spot working for me somewhere. Yeah. You know, so and we've had to move some people around recently to to kind of fill seats and make it more efficient for the business. And, and it's been positive. So, you know, on their end, on our end, but. I love it. Is there any groups that you're in or have you ever been in any, any like peer group coaching groups as you've grown? Yeah, no, I'm actually a member of Jeffrey Scott's peer really? group, peer group network. So I joined that in 2020. Has it been beneficial for you? It has. So it's, um, you know, kind of like coming to any of these events. Yeah. You know, it's it's at least a, a mini therapy session. So, yeah. you know, surrounding yourself by a group of people that, and with Jeffrey's group specifically, you know, we're, we're similar size companies. He does a yeah. good job, but then he has multiple peer groups, but he does a good job of, of sorting those group groups by size of business. Yeah. So you that we're all, we're all going to. through the same things. You know, we're all have the same motivations and desires from the business. And it's, it's just great to surround yourself with people that have either gone through the same struggles or are going through them. And so um, I, 
I'd recommend, I'd recommend any peer group, you yeah. know, any, or even your community with the podcast community that you guys have. I mean, yeah. you're, you're your own mini peer group. So when would you say is a good revenue level to get in? Maybe not Jeffrey Scott's, yeah. but some type of entry level peer group. Um, if you're soon, lo- if you're looking to grow as scale. soon, as soon as you can, okay. as soon as you can afford it, or even before you can afford it. That's what know? I was about to say. So, you know, do it. It's like, Oh, I can't, uh, that was my hang up for, you know, I first heard Jeffrey talk in 2009 and followed him ever since. Uh, GIE, I heard him talk. We're equipped now. Um, so I heard him talk in 2009, and then it was 2020 before, you know, I circled back around with him. And But I always stayed – he always was on the radar on LinkedIn or, you know, other social media things. So I always kept track of what he was doing, and it just seemed like a natural fit. We also worked with uh, – Tony Bass here in here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So we went through Tony's Profit Builder courses a few times, and I would say if you don't know your numbers, that's a course to look into. Uh, you know, he locks you in a room for two and a half days. Yeah, he's got his workbook. You strip down every penny that goes into your business, and you come out with a you know a budget built on multiple overhead recovery systems. And and you, you know, don't stray from it. <laughs> you don't stray from it, and that was part of our. I think we've and Tony's a great guy. I think we've done the class three times. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't go this year just time-wise. I still still wanted to. We went last year, and I brought my office manager and my landscape designer just so they mainly so that they could actually see. There's a big difference between you know me going to the class and bringing information back and them coming and actually seeing it. So yeah. you know they, they helped them wrap their head around the system a little bit better. But we were guilty in you know 2016. We went and you know, went through the class and it's like, okay, we need to charge. I think back then it was $39 an hour to make a 10% net. And what did we do? We went home and we started bidding work at whatever the market price was. And mm. it wasn't 39 bucks. So we didn't learn our lesson then. And we've, we've learned our lesson now. So, you know, pricing right is key. And, and are you still selling work at that new price? Our new price, we are. It's, it's harder. Mm. I mean, we've got guys, um, and I don't have any problem talking numbers. You know, our, our hourly rate when we ran our numbers, we need to be somewhere between forty nine and fifty one dollars mm-hmm. to kind of get to that ten to twelve percent net on maintenance. And it's still hard. We got guys yeah. that are in our market. You know, they're charging forty bucks an hour. That's twenty percent less. So mm-hmm. I mean, to go to a hundred thousand dollar contract and have somebody come in, you know, fifteen twenty grand below you. That's a lot of times they're getting the work, but then. We've just stuck to our guns, and now we're seeing some of those contracts those, circle back. Those, they're, they're circling back around. It's not all you know it was made up to be, and so and we're getting the work. And as we've raised our prices, we've had customers, uh, and we were guilty for not raising our prices for many years. You know, we were scared to out of just fear. Just that's all it was was straight fear. If we raise our prices, we're going to lose the work, and that was that's probably my biggest mistake in business so far is being scared of that. And with that. Moving forward, now I'm not afraid, and so if we lose the work, we lose the work, and we've had a lot of those contracts circle back around. Yeah. So and hire somebody that's, I mean, in our market, you know, thirty to forty percent lower than us, and those are some of the worst contractors in town. And you know, three months into their new contract, they're calling us up. Please, you know, please bring us back. And we had one one HOA last year. It's just like I I can't. You know, we've we've staffed for the season. It's mm-hmm. now in you know, and you're here in the south and. Um, you know, May and June, things start growing pretty quick. And, and, it, and it's just like, we can't, you know, we, we, we can't take you back now. You know, it'll be an even higher price. You know, if you yeah, wait yeah. till January, it'll be a similar price. If I have to take you on mid-season, then we gotta, we're got we going to have to compensate because it's going to throw a monkey wrench in our plans. Yeah. How are you staffing? Um, 
Are you it, running any H two B program or anything like that? Or are you? We we are not. Um, we have part of our workforce is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not on H two B. It's mainly just local local labor. Yeah. Um, That's got to be we, good as far as like knowing you're going to keep like or knowing you have the potential to keep them. The H two B like you don't know who you're going to get or when you're going to get them. Now the H two B program scares me a little bit. I've I've watched a few and they're great contractors. Uh, a, a few guys in Michigan in our peer group. You know, they've recently had H2B workers, and then, you know, last year they didn't get them. Yeah. And it's just that, whoa. Well, that's, that's like that it. story in there. Yeah. No, yeah, 130 guys don't show up. That's, a, I mean, that that makes me sick Six to my Six million dollars is what he wanted to get rid of. That makes me sick to my stomach hearing that story Yeah, for them. That makes me, that scares me. Hired 100 guys in 30 days. That's nuts to pull that off. Um, we ran a lot of, in, you know, Indeed is everyone's go-to now yeah. to, to try to find people, and it it works, but I mean, we got to the point that we were, you know, in season just trying to find employees, you know, giving up to the the Indeed gods of you know thousands of dollars a month every time we turn on an ad or multiple ads, and so we've recently hired Team Engine as a company, and so they're uh, they do a lot more than what we're using them for, really just strictly using them for recruiting, but it's a lot of employee management and HR HR things that hopefully this year we'll get to dive into. Yeah, um, but for for us, it's a pretty reasonable monthly rate for them to help us organize that whole yeah. whole part of the business. That's awesome, dude. Well, thanks for coming on and spending Absolutely. some time with us. We definitely want to do a more full-length in-depth uh, down the road here soon, but I appreciate your time. Where can anybody follow you or maybe ask you a question down the road if they want to see you on social? Um, they can reach out to us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's at Skyfrog Landscape on all, all three platforms. Uh, we've actually, hopefully within – Six to eight weeks, we'll be rolling out with a podcast awesome. of our own with Mr. Producers. So that'll awesome. be uh, the green side up. Um, won't be out for a little while, but yeah, yeah, super cool, dude. Absolutely. Well, that's that's awesome news. There's a little tease there for you. So, yep. guys, thanks for tuning in the show today. I hope you enjoyed it. It means the world that you came and hung out with us today. If you enjoyed it, leave us a big five star rating review. Reach out to Jason. Say thanks for coming on to the show. And uh, without any further ado, Jason, this one, this one up. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, man. Look forward to catching everybody here on the next. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.